Welcome to the Oil and Gas Global Network's Legal and Risk Management Podcast with Sarah Stogner, where each weekly episode touches on legal and risk management issues impacting the energy sector. Visit our website at www.oilandgaslegalrisk.com for more information on today's episode, past episodes, and upcoming OGGN events. Hey, thanks for joining me. This is Sarah Stogner with the Oil and Gas Global Network's Legal and Risk Management Podcast. Today, I am recording my intro episode. And so we're about to launch in a couple weeks. And over the past nine months, I have been interviewing different people and sitting down with various guys and gals that have knowledge on legal and risk management issues, as well as some tools and software that I think touches on risk management issues. And you'll hear me interviewing them in the upcoming episodes. But the purpose of this episode is just to introduce you to me and my background and kind of my philosophy on these big master service agreement and insurance issues and how I approach those as a lawyer. So here it goes. It's kind of weird. I don't have anybody sitting here talking to me or being able to have a conversation. So this must be what morning DJs feel like sitting here talking by myself and <laughs> talking to myself, waiting for someone to call in. But because we pre-record and edit, we don't have the luxury of having the ability of people to call in. So me, myself, and I today. And so here it goes. Bear with me. You know, it's January 18th, 2019, I'm sitting here in my dining room in Midland. I split my time between Midland and New Orleans. My husband's in the oil and gas industry and in 2017 got transferred out here to Midland. And we have, she's now four, we have a four-year-old. And so originally we, we came out here, or Jeremy came out here, you know, and, and I flew in during the daytime. That's the first mistake, right? And flew out to Midland and... It was one of those rare weekends when it was cold and rainy and drizzly, and it was just really miserable, and the entire town smelled like hydrogen sulfide. And I went back to New Orleans and told my friends, I'm never moving to Midland. I'm not going to do it. And slowly but surely over the next few months, trying to do weekends together and, and be a mom and a wife and a lawyer, I realized I wasn't doing any of it very well. And so... We made the commitment to kind of move the, the family homestead back to Texas, and we still have our I, we still have a house in New Orleans that I and I, I will always consider New Orleans uh, home, even though I didn't grow up there. It's been home for the past ten years. I have seen over the past eighteen months the energy and excitement in oil and gas in the Permian, and the opportunities out here are really exciting. But with those opportunities comes risk. And, you know, I think my philosophy in advising my clients is always balancing the risk of certain contract provisions or of certain work or of trying things differently and new with the potential reward. And there is something to be said about the greater the risk, the greater the reward, but at the same time, I think everyone in this industry really wants to make sure that everyone goes home safe at the end of the day and that 
we do our best to be good stewards to the environment and our communities. And one of the things that I think is really so exciting about Midland is all of the oil and gas that's here, that mentality of family and friends and doing the right thing really does permeate through the area. So it's an exciting time to be out here. And I look forward to talking with you guys every week about legal and risk management issues in the energy sector. I have, my husband thinks it's silly and, you know, other people think it's silly, but whatever, I'm I'm enjoying it. So I've been trying to get my social media presence up, right? And so I've been active on LinkedIn. I've kind of let my Facebook go by the wayside. And over the past year, I would say there's been a lot of exciting stuff happening on LinkedIn. And so if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, it's Sarah Stogner, S-T-O-G-N-E-R. You'll see me in a hard hat in my FRCs, is my picture on, on LinkedIn. So you can find me easily. And then follow the hashtag oil and gas unicorns. It's the hashtag I've come up with trying to capture those of us in the industry that are pushing the boundaries a little bit. We stand out a little bit. We're a little bit different. And we're challenging the way things have always been done. And then from my perspective and what's relevant for my purposes as a lawyer is let's, instead of just going with master service agreement language or buying insurance policies from brokers and, and, and underwriters that it's always been done that way, let's really think about why we're doing what we're doing. And when I come in to help a client, my goal is really to fully understand their current operations, how they expect to grow. You know, I pulled up the, uh, I pulled up the app today on my phone that always gives me the oil price. And today oil is at $52.60. And lately it seems like if we can stay above that magical 50 mark, people aren't in total freakout mode. You know, and if we can get above 60, everybody seems to be pretty happy. And then 70, it's like, woohoo. So, you know, I think this year in 2019, we're going to hear a lot about pipelines. And I just wrote an article not too long ago about the the court battle that's been going on with the A&R Trans Canada pipeline. And as I'm going to try to avoid politics, but, you know, I think as we get more political and things get tied to politics, people, I don't know, how do you say it? Their vision gets clouded, right? And so as an industry, one of my goals is to help us be a face and and really stand up for ourselves and what we're doing and defend what we're doing because people don't understand it. And people that aren't in the industry don't appreciate everything that we're able to do and I think we all want to achieve, you know, greater renewables and alternative stuff, but not at the risk of damaging, you know, our futures and making sure that it's sustainable and everything is so intertwined that it's really hard to pick one piece apart. So I encourage you, if you have questions, if there's something that you want to talk about, This is basically your chance. I have to give the disclaimer that this is not legal advice, right? I am not your lawyer. Uh, We have no attorney-client relationship or whatever I'm supposed to say. But 
you know, call me, email me, message me. You can find me and ask me what you'd like to learn about. So we've got some some really good episodes coming up where we talk about the basics of master service agreements and the basic of different insurance provisions and the goals in making sure that those dovetail nicely to the obligations that you're assuming in your contracts that you actually have the insurance for, that the risk and reward is thought out. And sometimes it may be worth, if you're going to have a $50 million job, right? Sometimes it may be worth taking a little bit more risk than it would be for a $50,000 job and making sure that everyone's on the same page and communicating and not just signing documents or agreeing to provisions because that's, quote, the way it's always been done. I think there's always room for improvement. Technology is changing. The industry is changing. As we get younger people in, as we get more diversity, we get more women, we get more minorities. One of the great things is you have different perspectives and ways of looking at things. And I think we're really in this neat space right now to say, as an industry, we're going to start standing up for ourselves. We're going to, you know, be our own biggest cheerleaders because we know that nobody else is going to be our cheerleaders. And um, let's all work together to the common goal of doing things efficiently, being good stewards of each other and of the environment and succeeding and having, having you know, profitable businesses in the process. So I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Today's podcast and this series, this oil and gas legal risk management, my podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by ThoughtTrace, the developers of Alley, an artificial intelligence platform that reads and understands energy agreements and contracts to quickly find critical data. Thought Trace, let the software do the reading. Make sure that you guys go and subscribe to this podcast and please leave me a review. I mean, maybe you're not ready to leave me a review after one, but listen to a few and leave us a review. That helps other people that are interested in this content find it. We've got listeners all over the world and various aspects of the industry that are interested in the content. And so if you leave a review and tell others about what you find interesting and helpful, those that are looking for similar content will be able to find it more easily. Also, remember to sign up for the weekly drawing. ThoughtTrace has this really neat power bank. You go to ThoughtTrace.com. That's T-H-O-U-G-H-T-T-R-A-C-E.com slash podcast drawing. And enter in your information, and every week they'll have a winner for a portable power bank. We've all been in the airport struggling to find an outlet. Don't be that guy that's looking, or gal, that's looking aimlessly for an outlet. Just carry your power with you with ThoughtTrace. So a little bit about me. I was born in Alabama. I moved all over. We lived in South Florida, Southern California, moved back to Alabama for middle school and high school. I then went to LSU for undergrad and stayed for law school. Started out at a big regional firm for a couple years, realized that a big law firm was not where I was probably meant to be. And now I'm at a firm, we've got about 40 attorneys And they've been really great because they now let me work remotely in Midland. And then I go back to New Orleans a couple times a month 
during the week for, for work and for hearings and stuff. But, you know, my clients are all over Texas and Louisiana, so it really doesn't matter where I'm working with the technology of today. And I found that it's enabled me to really find what I'm passionate about, and that is helping people understand contract and then when necessary litigate, but hopefully we can avoid litigation these issues as far as master service agreements and indemnity provisions and insurance coverage. And if we, as lawyers and and whatever, if we kind of focus in on something that we really enjoy and understand that those aspects and those, those little nuances of that area, to me, it makes it much more enjoyable than a general practice where I'm having to constantly go and learn entirely new concepts. So if you ever want to nerd out on insurance or master service agreements or indemnities or warranties or any of those terms and conditions that you see in your contracts, let me know. It's fun for me. So happy to chat with you and and answer questions. And if you've got the question, other people probably have the question. So let's talk about it. I think the big picture of this podcast and and my purpose here is to help people think about some of the issues that that maybe they haven't thought about before and help people plan and prepare for worst case scenarios before you're faced with the worst case scenario. So tips like in the event of a blowout or some sort of major environmental event or some sort of, you know, pipeline rupture or anything that's probably going to be $100,000 plus worth of expenses, something as simple as making sure that your AFEs are set up, maybe not exactly how you would normally set up your AFEs to capture costs. So in the event of a blowout, uh, maybe not necessarily by the well, but setting up your AFEs based on Who's going to be responsible for those costs? So how is your insurance program set up? Making sure that your pollution is captured. Maybe your pollution cleanup costs are captured in one. Your remediation costs are captured in another. Your care, custody, and control, the equipment that's in your possession is in another. Because this is how your insurance is going to allocate costs. And trust me, if you're an engineer or if you're an HSC guy, you don't want to be stuck in a conference room with me 6, 12, 18 months after an incident going through six or 10,000 different field tickets and invoices trying to figure out exactly which vac truck was going to which well and why. Or if you had to bring in mats, did you bring in mats because you needed to stabilize a bulldozer for pollution cleanup? Or did you bring in mats because you were trying to bring in a snubbing unit? You know, I mean, it's just there's different costs and different reasons. So it's little things like that that you've never thought of until you've had to sit in the room and, and do that with me. And then the next time, you know. But if as an industry, we can share information and knowledge a little bit more freely with each other and learn from each other, I think that there's a really good opportunity there. And so my goal is to help people think about these things and plan and bounce ideas and challenge each other and come to the best solution possible so that we are all, you know, 
better off. And I think that we can do that as an industry. So in the upcoming, you know, I've, I've recorded, I guess, nine or 10 episodes so far. And you'll hear from a bunch of different people. You'll hear from fellow lawyers. You'll hear from guys that have some new technology that are addressing some of these concerns. You'll hear from my friend Matt, who's a motivational speaker, that I think has some, some great tips for how we can encourage our employees and take care of each other. And when people are happy and healthy, that mitigates risk because they're paying attention and they're not taking shortcuts. And, you know, there's, there's all these little pieces that tie in together. So bear with me. We're going to have, I think, a, all sorts of different formats. I'll also talk about recent cases and some legal stuff that comes out. And I'll try to make it as interesting as possible so that you understand why we're changing the wording in contracts. And, you know, those of us that are doing this all the time, we don't always agree. For example, how do you define your groups within your master service agreements so that the indemnities pass through appropriately? One of my big things that I look for is ensuring, and ensuring is not the good, not a, a great word to use, so I should say trying to make sure that you're not fighting about who did what and why in the event of a loss. And so indemnities, for example, my theory is that they should be as simple as possible so that you have a minimum amount of carve-outs. And when I say carve-outs, so we talk about knock-for-knock knock indemnities. And when you have a true knock-for-knock indemnity, it means the operator takes, or whoever, the one, one entity takes responsibility for its people and property, including all of its subcontractors when you have a pass-through. And then the other entity takes responsibility for all of its people and property and subcontractors. So that in the event of a loss, you're not trying to determine whose fault it was. But in some instances, those entities are not going to have the insurance available to cover that risk of loss. So for example, if you have an operator and a contractor that's not a drilling contractor and they're, they're out there and a well is being drilled and there is a well control incident, well, the operator and the non-operating working interest owners are the ones that are going to have well control insurance. So for the most part, we want to make sure that, or it's reasonable, I guess, for the operator or the drilling contractor, depending on the type of drilling contract that it is, to take responsibility for a well control event and the costs associated with that. On the other hand, for pollution, right? If you need to understand how insurance companies are writing coverage for pollution. And one of the issues that I think is really pressing right now in our industry is understanding that oftentimes the energy underwriters that are that are placing general liability policies and well control policies for operators and service companies and contractors are not the same people that are placing standalone pollution policies. And they're not written to dovetail nicely or interact nicely together. So you've got so you can have some potentially odd 
coverage gaps. You know, another thing that I think is kind of unique right now or, or a gap is policy, energy policies are written for the upstream operations. They define wells and well control incidents, but they're not tailored for midstream companies. So when you've got pipelines and flow lines and pits and other things that may be associated after the well and from processing through the midstream process, the insurance policies aren't written nicely to fit into those operations. And so these are all things that I think people need to talk about. And as an industry, if we all start discussing it, then it will come kind of thing. But until people have an awareness and start talking about it and brokers start talking about it and underwriters start talking about it and insurance coverage lawyers like me for policyholders and for underwriters on the other side, you know, lawyers will always argue about words and grammar and commas. And so when we seem nitpicky about things, it's because those nitpicky details matter later on. And courts say, you know, when you choose different words, it's because you intended to have different meanings. So in contracts, we may intend for the word will to be the same as shall. And we may interpret the term may the same as can. But if you're using them interchangeably, then there's an argument that you're intending a difference. So it's little things like that that may seem uh, almost absurd to those of you that aren't involved in litigation or haven't been involved in a contract dispute where you're fighting about words. But those are the things that lawyers get paid a lot of money to fight over. And so if as an industry, we can raise some awareness to those little nuances and have people just pay attention a little more. I think we could avoid a lot of unnecessary and costly litigation. So I'm almost out of time. It was easier to talk to myself for 25 minutes than I thought it would be. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please find me and let me know what you'd like to hear and listen to the other podcasts. We're also getting a, we have a happy hour that's happening monthly in Houston already. If you go to the Oil and Gas Global Network website, it's just oilandgasglobalnetwork.com and sign up for the newsletter. You'll get information about that. And then we're starting a monthly happy hour here in Houston. So I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for people to connect in person and talk about some of these things and get to know each other. And it's always better when people know each other that they're doing business with, right? And there's a face and a personality and a real person on the other end. And if we can remember to you know, golden rule stuff, I think it really does avoid a lot of the issues that people get so wrapped up in. So thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I really hope that you enjoy what I have in store and some of the guests that we're going to have. And I'll see you guys soon, either in person or online. So thanks for joining us. Thanks.